What we do here is go back, 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 back. It does no service to creating value for people where I came from if I won't say where I came from. And so nobody thought any thought this movie was going to work, and it did. One of my greatest struggles as a journalist is that I'm an emotional person and I'm a sensitive person. This is Matthew Del Negro, and you're listening to 10,000 No's. 10,000 No's is built on the premise that hearing stories of struggle from people who most of us would consider to be successful is a way for the rest of us to realize that we're not alone. If you've already subscribed on iTunes and you like what you hear, please share it with others. You can take a screenshot of your phone while you're listening, post it on your social media, tag at Maddie Dell on Instagram or at Matthew Del Negro on Twitter and Facebook, email it to friends, or just let people know it exists and how you found it. If you can leave an iTunes review, even better. That really helps. Either way, I appreciate you listening, and I hope you're as inspired by my guests as I am. It was funny. When I got my first job, she goes, I knew taking your ass all the way to downtown was going to be worth it. (laughs) Welcome to episode 22. I got to sit down with actor Kevin Daniels. Kevin's a Juilliard-trained actor who you may recognize from the Dennis Leary comedy Sirens which was on USA Network for two seasons or from Modern Family or a multitude of other shows and films. He's a big dude with a huge, booming voice, and he's got a heart to match it. Uh, We talked about the challenges of downtime in the lives of professional actors and the joys of working with people like Harrison Ford, Helen Hunt, as well as studying in a prestigious acting conservatory like Juilliard. He dropped some real gems about the role that Faith plays in his ability to withstand a career fraught with rejection. Uh, I think you might find some inspiration in his words. So I hope you enjoy the show as much as I enjoyed the conversation. Okay, I am here with actor Kevin Daniels. Thank you for uh, for being here. Hey, man, thanks for having we me. We are at your place, so I guess yeah, I know, right? thank you for having me here, yeah. I should say. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so Kevin has been, uh, he was on the USA series uh, Sirens, which was the... Uh, Dennis Leary show. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Rest in peace. Poor little Alford. It's nice. It's on Netflix, though. <laughs> it's on Netflix, though. It's on Netflix. Check what it out. Great, what a great show, man. I had I had such a good time watching that when I was in New Orleans with uh, oh, with Mike. Mike that's Mosley, right. That's right. That's how right. I know you. Um, and uh, also Modern Family. Yeah, yeah. I had fun on that. I'm actually going back in January to do uh, a couple more. Which oh, are uh, they, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, yay. Look at that. There you go. That's I was it. like, sleep back. back and, and then what else? Uh, what did we talk about before? We were saying the- uh, um, There's a show on Netflix called Atypical. I Atypical. play uh, the, the young girl's coach. A few episodes on that. I may go back and do more. I don't know. I just wait for the phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, is, is the phone ringing today? I'm like, all right, let's- so, so let me ask you just because it, it comes up as we were kind of setting up the mics here. Um, you got such a booming voice. Do you do voiceovers? Dude, I love you for that. You know, I try to. Like, I, uh, there were a couple things. I've done like a few video games and I've done a couple like regional spots. And, uh, you know, and William Morse has been very nice to me. They send me a bunch of shit all the time. They're like, go do this, go do this, go do this. And I'm like, all right. And they're like, you know, they went somewhere else. <laughs> you know, they went here. And I'm like, all right. So I'm just kind of like knocking on the door. One day, you're in good hands with Allstate. Yeah, Just let me, let people know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, all right. So, so let me, let's let's start to be with the beginning. You know, sure. y- here you are. You've been acting how long? You oh, went man. to 
Uh, I start. I'm actually, I started uh, my first like gig. Here, you can even move this back a little. Back. Is that, yeah. You're like you're you just so damn loud, dude. You're booming so voice. Loud. Yeah, give it that much. There you go. Yeah. So my my first gig, I was uh, I was like 16, and I was at the Shakespeare Festival of Dallas, and I was like, I grew up in Texas, and like it was like this program they had for uh, inner city kids, kids who come in and they would like learn Shakespeare and they would learn like uh, movement and voice. And and I was like, cool. And I got to, uh, I'll pause that. No, that's cool. <laughs> all right, that's cool. cool. I'm sorry. It's in there. I, I, kinda, I, I got to, uh, I got to work with all these, these, uh, these like really great, like regional theater actors in Dallas. And I got to play Cornwall and King Lear. They paid me 750 bucks and I was like, I'm rich. And it was like 10 weeks, which meant it was 75 bucks a week. <laughs> and how, how old were you? I was 16. 16. I was 16. And then I, I uh, then I went to school the next year and I went to Juilliard and I got in. And like when I graduated, my first professional job was at Lincoln Center. And it was 12th night. And it was with Helen Hunt and Kira Sedgwick and Paul Rudd. And it was like 750 bucks a week. And I was like, oh, is this what equity is? You know? <laughs> and it was great, you know, but I, and I guess I've been acting since 90. That would have been 98 was my first professional gig. and then um, At Lincoln Center. At Lincoln Center, yeah. First professional gig at Lincoln Center. I mean, Oops. for anybody listening, that is not normal. It is. Not, man, I thought I had it made. Literally, we were sitting there and like Helen Hunt was the lead. And uh, we were in the green room one day. And she was, I'm going to date myself, but she was doing the last season of Mad About You. So uh, mm-hmm. it was like, and they were doing it in New York. It was like the, the season premiere. And I was sitting around in the green room just, you know, cracking jokes. And I was like, you know, hell, I've never seen a TV set before. I sure would love to come down and check it out and see what that, what it looks like. Yeah. And she's like, I'm sure you would, Kevin. I'm sure you would. And like a week later, I get a phone call from one of the producers and it's like, Helen Hunt would love you to come be a guest star on Mad About You. And she invited the entire ensemble of the play to go be guest stars on her show. And like, and she's wow. like, Kevin, join SAG. Kevin, join SAG. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Show, show, show. And at the time it was like $2,000, you know, but that's what she paid me for one line on Mad About You. And this is when people did residual. Like you've got like, they'd re-aired and like, so I ended up getting four checks. I finally joined the union, but that job I got equity, SAG, and AFTRA. And I was like, oh, is this what happens? And I hadn't even graduated school. And I was like, oh yeah, I can do this. Acting is easy. (laughs) Cut to like six years later, me working at Cheesecake Factory. I'm like, what would you like? (laughs) You know, it's it's been like, you know, this journey, you just go up and down. You never know what's going to be the thing. Like, which I love this. When you said you were doing a podcast about 10,000 no's, I was like, oh, that's about right. That's about right. 10,000 no's. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah, it is. is. I mean, and that's, that's the funny thing is that, that you bring up is like, so, okay, you avoid it in the beginning. You know, you look yeah. at someone was looking at you and jealous and said, man, he's not even out of school and he's already working with oh. Helen Hunt and he's going to do this thing. I'm mad about you. And then at yeah. some point, it's like at some point you inevitably there's a little bit of waiting of around as, yeah. as an actor. Every, even the hottest career, it's it's they can be streaky. I remember uh, I my first uh, like. Big, big part in the film uh, was Ladder 49. And it was with, like, it was, there was like eight of us. And they were all movie stars. And I was like a guy in a movie. And it was like, you know, John Travolta and Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Morris Chess and Rob Patrick. And I remember sitting, talking to Joaquin. And I was like, who's your agent? What's your thing? Like, da, 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 da. And he's like, well, I picked, I, I went with uh, so-and-so at Gersh or whoever his agent was at the time. I went there because that was Matt Damon's agent. So I got whatever he turned down. And I was like, you're fucking Joaquin Phoenix. What do you mean? You got whatever he turned down. But that's like, yeah. the, the journey never stops. It doesn't matter where you are. And I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah, wherever you are, there's always there's always somebody that that's, you know, I know people that are, you know, way ahead of where I am and yeah. they still have their issues that, you know, someone's taking their parts. And But I got, I got to take you back for a second. Uh, get so, it, get it, give me. So you, uh, you know, I go, when did you start? 
start and you go, I'm 16 and I'm, I'm doing 12th night. Right, and, right, and right. Dallas, I'm getting paid for it. And then you went, you're like, oh yeah. And then I went to Juilliard and you're just throwing that out as an aside. Now, <laughs> going to Juilliard is you, obviously you auditioned. I did, I did. I mean, and that is considered kind of, you know, the creme de la creme. I, and luckily you know, I didn't know Yale, that at the NYU. time. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you didn't I, know it. So if you, I had known that at the time, I probably never would have gotten in. I was, I was in Texas and they had like a drama fair, like at all these schools came in. But like, take me back further. When did you do your first, were you doing plays as a kid? I was doing plays like in junior high school. And like, um, cause I was, I was always like, I'm six foot five, but I was always like, I was born seven foot. You know what I mean? I was yeah, just like yeah. big and everyone wanted me to play sports. And like, I just. Did you ever play sports? Or no? I played like one year in eighth grade and one year, my, my freshman year in high school. And then I was like, I oh, don't boy, want football? to do yeah, football. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I just, I just don't want to do this. And yeah. like, um, I got an English teacher who got me involved in poetry. She'd take me like these poetry readings and like, and we had this thing where we compete against other high schools, uh, at TFA and they, like, you'd go do humorous interpretation or dramatic interpretation or poetry readings. And I ended up coming in second place in state. I ended up, wow. I met. I met the girl who came in first place here in uh here in LA. We were at, at the Ohio Playwrights Conference and we were reading and she's like she's like, Where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Texas. She goes, Oh, me too. I'm like, oh cool, da 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 da. Like, where'd you go to high school? Oh, I went here. Da, da, da. I was like, You the bitch who beat me at state. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember she's great, you know, I love it. But uh, but like, you know, it's it's just it's but I started I started really young and I I just wanted to like to get involved in the arts in some way. And and I knew I wanted to leave Texas. Like, Texas is great. I just, I was ready to, like, kind of see. What part were you from? What? I, I grew up in Houston, and then my mom got a job in Dallas. So that's okay. where, so I spent, like, junior high in Houston, then I went to high school in Dallas. And now she lives back in Houston. So whenever I go home, I'm back in Houston, and all my friends, it's like, I was like, okay, well, I'm just a, an orphan. <laughs> I'm displaced. Yeah. But I'm like, don't you, so this year, I'm like, hey, don't y'all want to come to LA for Christmas? <laughs> As you can tell, I got a little excited. But yeah, I see the early. Christmas lights. <laughs> yeah. It's all that. It's all fine. But um, so so did you? So I this is oh no, man, let's go. The other day, I just I just spoke to uh, a guy, another dad on my uh, on my daughter's uh, soccer team, and he's from Odessa. Okay, which I know is, exactly which is, is what what Friday Night Lights <laughs> yeah. is based on, and he played football there when he was. You know, he was telling me some stories and. Uh, Kind of crazy how it's a football is like an industry down there. Was it like that where you were? I went to MacArthur huge... High School and it's a big like football factory school. They yeah. were just like, you can't be six five and black and not play. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's what I was going to ask you. It was. was it? Was it? Uh, you know, how did that go over? Socially, where people are like, what are you doing, man? Like, you should be. Oh, or oh. was it a lot of peer pressure for that? And to go into the arts and you're doing poetry, a, l- was a little bit, but kind of like not. Like, I was, I was like, I was like, I don't care what you say. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I also felt like I didn't have the physical aptitude for it because I was clumsy. Because I like a big growth spurt, so you know, like just fucking limbs. And sh- and I was like, okay, I don't know what this is. Yeah. And my grandmother traveled all the time, and like, and she would bring me back these picture books from like you know New York City or like Paris or like you know, she worked for Continental Airlines and she was a flight attendant. She bring me all this stuff. And I was like, well, what's out there? I want to see this. And so that's yeah. kind of what like gave me the buck and wanted to like, yeah. you know, and I, was like, I was like, yeah, I don't, I, that don't really seem like the life for me. And, and were I, your parents at all? And uh, my mom and my dad split when I was, when I was three and um, man, he, they, they both remarried and they're both live in Texas. Um, and, uh, and my mom was like, you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> she didn't, she had, she did not care. She like, she drove me to drama practice. She drove me like across state. She, and, and it was, it was funny when I got my first job, she goes, I knew taking your ass all the way to downtown was going to be worth it. <laughs> like, you know, we laugh about it all the time. <laughs> That's great. You know, um, 
what else? Uh, I don't know. My and, mom. But were they were they in the arts at all? Or uh, my mom was my mom's an incredible singer, and I keep trying to get her to like realize because she she had me and my sister when she was very young. She was uh, sixteen when she had my sister, and she was seventeen when she had me. And like you know, so she's like you know, and I'm forty. My mom is fifty. Seven, fifty-eight, you know, wow. and I'm like, I'm like, mom, you can still do whatever you want. She's this great voice. She sings in church, and, and I'm like, let's let's record a demo. Let's do this thing. She's like, boy, I can't be doing all that. You know, it's it's, it's fun. That's my mom, and I'm like, yeah. but but they weren't really like arts. In, I mean, my grandmother was. She was very much so. She was always trying to get me to like go to these different places and and just try new foods and see new things. And I was like, and I and I and that's kind of what ended up in my life. I'm that's like, oh. really that's really cool. Yeah. And is your grandmother still? Is she still she passed when I was. 13. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but uh but she had a big influence. She had a huge influence. She had that that candle over there on the on the uh the piano I got from her when I was 12. Like really? that's yeah. <laughs> and I was like and I was like I, and, I, and that's my little love candle. So whenever I look at it I'm always like, All "Right, Grand Wilma, I did it." Ah, uh, that's <laughs> that was it. that's really cool. That's really cool. And what about your your dad? Was he uh, in he, the arts at all or no? No, no, no. He he actually was a he was in the, he was in the service and then uh, he played uh, college basketball and um and he used to take me out and we would play um on the weekend sometimes and he got remarried and we stopped doing that which is probably thank you thank you doctor that's probably why I didn't play sports <laughs> <laughs> now you drag it back up I'm like you know that might have been it that might have been it. <laughs> I was like, my dad's gonna take me, but he didn't take me. All right, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> how old, how old were you when that when that, when he got remarried? Uh, like six. And by the way, if you don't want to talk, oh no, dude, like, I don't care. It's totally. six, seven, yeah, six, seven, yeah. And I better. And then I was like, okay, well, I, I won't play basketball. Yeah, which is fine, you know. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to be a NBA superstar anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants that? <laughs> they don't last so long. It's fine. It's fine. Oh my god! And then and then so you and your sister, yeah, and your sister's a year. She's older. a year older than me. Yeah, a year. A year like 18 months. Older. Uh, yeah, older okay. than I am. And, um, she lives in Texas. She's three beautiful girls, uh, my nieces, and one of them wants to get in the arts. And it's, it's and, and uh, she's actually, she's really big into painting and she wants to like figure out how to like do that. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I actually just went and bought a bunch of shit for, for them when they get here. And I was like, I got you these acrylic paints. I got you this one. And another one is she wants to be a pediatrician. Um, she just went away to college. And I'm like, I'm old. What happened? <laughs> you know. And, and then my youngest niece, she doesn't know yet what she wants to do. But I was like, yeah. whatever you want to do. Yeah, like, so you're like the best uncle. Oh, everybody. totally, totally. Yeah. Only see him a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I love my nieces, but it's, yeah, that's great. Um, that's great. So, so let's talk about that. Yep. You go from you go from uh, you're you're kind of doing some plays as yep. you're as you're in like junior high. Junior, I was doing like uh, community theater in like urban community theater, and they had like we did Babes in Toyland, and we did like these stupid plays about aliens called Gobclubs. And I, I still remember these things we did. Um, uh, I remember Mama, you know, with all these, and I did plays and drama and I was like, I was like, all right, well, it's, and we had, I was part of the thespian and the drama club and I was like, I want to do all this. And they had a drama fair at SMU, which actually accepted me for four year scholarship. And I was like, wow, that's cool. But I didn't want to go to school in Texas. I wanted to like get out. Yeah, and, yeah. um, but SMU hold, hosted this college fair. So all these, these drama schools came around and um, they had representatives there and, and Julia had had a little postcard that was like, fill this out and we'll send you an application. I filled it out. They sent me an application. My, um, my, my mother's, uh, well, I guess my grandmother, but my, my, my grand, my step grandmother, which is my grandmother uh-huh. uh, ended up uh, taking me out to uh, New York for, 
for the audition. For the audition, you know. And so, I went in. so you literally you went in. It was a, a college fair. Yeah. Juilliard was just had a, yeah, a postcard I, there. Had a postcard there. I filled it out. You filled it out. They sent me an application. You had only done. I mean, you had done like your own, like your plays yeah. at your school, and and you did this other thing that yeah, you the, told us the about junior there. players thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that was it. That was. I mean, I, but I had, I had no idea. I just knew it was a school in New York. And like I, I applied for them, I applied for NYU, and I and applied what are for the, UCLA. What are the odds? I mean, what, how yeah. many people were in your class? Isn't Juilliard? There, there were. There were we graduate. We started at twenty, and we graduated at sixteen. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. And how many applicants do you know? What they, I, I know it's they, they, crazy it's, it's like number. it's like thousands. They, they they get like you know. I I know each class. They say they they pick from a pool of like between eight hundred to a thousand people. You know. Um, oh, that's. I almost thought it was even. Yeah. More than that, uh, it could and be, they, but I, and they pick twenty, and it ends up with sixteen. You graduated, yeah, with. yeah. They, I, mean, I don't think I know now. They don't do the cuts anymore. I mean, there's so many things. The schools change so much. Like if you get in now, your tuition is paid for. <laughs> you know, which is like, and I was like, wow, that's where was that? You know, they fly yeah. out to L.A. and they do their their showcases. I mean, it's it's, but it's such a great alumni program. They just had their uh, fifty year alumni uh, reunion in New York, and like, and I was a uh, I was one of my class captains. I was uh, in charge of like making sure everybody was there and da 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 da. And of course, I book a job <laughs> the week of our uh, of our reunion. And I was like, I don't care. I'm gonna just go do. I'm I'm, gonna, I'm going to this reunion. I really want to go. I want to see Laura Lenny. I want to see you know all of our distinguished alum. And then uh, they were like, Yeah, so it's Hawaii Five O. You're gonna be in Oahu for six days. And I was like, Well, you know, I, I can see the people later. It'll be fine. <laughs> like Hawaii, so, yeah. got Hawaii. And I was like, and There it was. So I ended up going to that. But oh man, so so that. Take me through that, like the the experience, one of going from Texas to New York. That's a big change, yeah. and then and then your experience at Juilliard being in such a. I mean, it sounds like such an intimate experience. Everyone I've talked to that it went there, it's like you're doing plays constantly with the same. It's company. like nine to eleven. You know what I mean? You get up like eight to eleven. You get up at, at eight. You have your voice class. You do your movement class. You do your voice class. You do your speech. You go to lunch. You come back. You start rehearsing for whatever project you're working on. If it's the whatever rehearsal project or performance project you're doing, and then like you, then you stay in rehearsal until like you know eleven o'clock at night, and then you start over again. And that's just wow. and it's and you're with the same group of people for four years. That's your rep company, and like and you're building it. And and they're I mean the drama division is like they're. At most, there are 80 students there at a time. And we all know each other. You know, we all hang out. We go, you go see people's shows and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People graduate. So once you're there, like I know everyone who was there four years before I was and then four years after I was. Yeah. It's like, it's, and you're just like a, that's your. And are click. a lot of those people from your group, your core group, mm-hmm. are they still working now? Uh, for the most part. I mean, I, I think uh, I was in group 27 and there were. Uh, I think four or five of us are still like pretty much like working like just journeyman actors. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. Maria Thayer, she works all the time and everything. Uh, uh, my friend Michael Doyle, who's also oh, I know Mike Doyle. Yeah, Mike, Mike Doyle yeah. works all the time. He's in my class. And uh, Orlando is uh, now actually teaching, which is crazy. It's like I was like, wow, you're one of the th-. I mean, he's, and, and and hands down, Orlando was probably the most talented guy in my class. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, he's just so he's so great. Which is uh, Orlando Pupatoy. Uh He started. He got uh, this job on Strangers with Candy right when we got out of school, and like he just he. I don't want to speak to his experience, but I just remember he he was like, I'm looking to find different roles and what because at the time people were, it was very. 
uh, the, the the like stereotypical things they would give you if you because Orlando's uh, like uh, Filipino and the, the, the roles they would give him he's like I want to do something else because yeah. I can do something else you know but now I think Orlando could do anything yeah <laughs> you know but but that's so but, did yeah. he find his thing through teaching yeah I think, so, I think so yeah he's, he's okay. through teaching yeah he's through teaching now right? okay so I mean even even that statistic that out of all the people that applied then 20 get in 16 graduate and out of those 16 maybe four or five of you are no. working regularly i mean it, it is it's kind of it's kind of insane to to hear that you know uh i mean you when what year was that that you graduated i graduated in 98 with your like, ba with the, yeah ba yeah okay yeah. and then so that was a four year program mm-hmm. and then there's the mfa which is a three three year program no the juilliard juilliard's four year program so it's 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 they're all uh, where there were 20 people in my class, 10 of us were straight out of high school and 10 of, and 10, 10 of us had uh, degrees already. And so, but we took all the same classes. They mixed us up. Oh. And then if you were getting a BFA, cause you, cause at the time when I was there, you couldn't get an MFA. Now you can. Okay. Um, but at the time that I was there, you couldn't get an MFA and you, you took the same classes. And if you're going to be a BFA, you were getting a, uh. And just explaining to people, bachelor of fine arts right. or masters in fine exactly. arts. Exactly. You, you had to take a humanities course and then like a history of theater course, yeah. like, which was three hours. And we were all like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was like something that you didn't have to do if you were getting an MFA. So yeah. they didn't have to, to, those three hours of the day, they could go do something else. Right. <laughs> and right. we were like, no, wait. And then how but, was it socially going from. You know, you're in Texas. Were you? Were you? You said Houston and then Dallas, but yeah. were you in like a small town or were you in the city? Like, no, I like, was. In, I was in the city. I was in the you city. In the city. Yeah, okay, yeah. so it wasn't like you had total culture shock. No, no. I mean, York, well, but it, it, it's. I mean, Houston and, and Houston is a sprawling city. Houston's more like LA, you know, in a way like everything's kind of spread out. There's like just big boundings and stuff. But uh, it wasn't culture shock for me because I was just so. I was always a kid, like you know. Like, even as an adult, I suffered from fear of missing out. <laughs> so as yeah. a kid, I was just like, oh, what's that? Yes, yes, I want to do that. You know, so I was just like, it was just over overstimulation. I just loved it all. I went to the ballet. I went to, and saw an opera. You know, I went to the Broadway plays. I was just like, oh, this is my people. I'm home. Thank you so much. You know, so I was just- When you were in New York. Yeah, I, I loved felt, it. I, yeah. I finally felt like, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm a part of the band of misfits. Yeah. And like, I really wanted to just figure out how to do it. And and I remember going to, a, like, a, a, a training program. We do this stuff, this thing called the Discovery Project, where, like, you don't have a director. You pick a, a classical text, and your class is going to perform this for uh, other students. And, you, and we have a guide. Like, one of the faculty members is our guide, but he's not our director. We, like, there's no sets. There's no costumes. It's just you, the text, and, like, your physicality, your body. And and the joke was that like, it was the discovery project because you discovered you didn't know how to act. <laughs> That's what you discovered. You discovered that you need a training program. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, here we go. But, um, but no, man, I, I, had a, I had a blast at school and like it really kind of prepared me for the crazy ups and downs of this business. I mean, it's like- It did. Yeah, Julia, Julia, Julia did. absolutely did. Because I remember a teacher telling us that it was about giving you the tools that you're going to need to overcome the problems that you will always have as your as an actor, like your nervousness, your um, your your any fears or, or ticks or habits, you're always going to have them. It's like this is a, this is going to be a tool bag that you can reach in and pull out. This is what you do in that situation. You you find your feet. You you know you relax. You breathe. You you study the tech. Whatever it is you need to do, your touchstones. We're going to show you because. You'll never overcome them. It'll, it'll always be a part of whatever it is you are. Yeah. We're just going to give you something that's going to help and add. And it's going to be a different playground everywhere you go. So you want to like learn the rules of this playground. 
And it's like, all right, cool. Let me try this if I'm doing if I'm doing a, a friend's free sketch, <laughs> or let me do this if I'm doing a Warner Brothers, you know, <laughs> motion picture. Right. Let me do this if I'm doing a Disney Channel pilot. Let me do this if I'm doing Dennis Leary pilot. You know, like what it's, and that's kind of like what ended up happening. So, uh, or let me do this when I ain't got no job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me let me find out what else I can do. <laughs> exactly. Well, wait, so which is me, a lot of time, a lot of the time, man. A, a lot, lot of the time. time, yeah, for for all of us. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, that it's it kind of goes with the territory. Um, and it, let me. So my introduction to you as an actor was through Sirens because mm-hmm. I worked with Mike yeah. on um, on Hot Pursuit, and I met you. And then I watched. I think I just you know, maybe on Netflix or something. I went and watched it, and you know, binged a bunch of them. You guys were really funny, and you, you know. You and and also had such heart, and and it was also it was kind of everybody. My what I liked about it was everybody was dropped in, right? And yet it was funny. It wasn't I, over the top sketchy. I, I credit all that to Bob Fisher and, and Dennis Leary. Like honestly, they set up like this really great working environment for you. And it was like it was all on the page, and then and then we just had to learn it. And then yeah. they they were kind of like, cool. Well, what do you guys do together? What what? And they started to tailor it for us as actors, you know, and like, yeah. which, it was just really, and, and Mike and, and Kevin were so like game for anything and they're, and they're great improvers. And that what's was Kevin's last name? Bigley, Kevin Bigley. Kevin Bigley. Yeah. He's great too. Yeah. I really liked him. They were like, I was like, I was like, so it was, so it was just, it was, they just set up a really great loving environment and like it was supportive and you really couldn't do any wrong. And it was like, Oh, we'll try this. And they would throw out alts for us. And it was just like, Oh, I love this gig. And I, yeah. and we just, we had so much fun making it. And it was just, it was fun. It was fun to just do like, and we got to just, you don't have to be like a big clown. You just have to be you. Yeah. You know, yeah. It had that, it had that feeling that you, when I, when I watched it, I could tell there was a real bond between particularly the three of you and yeah. then the, the female lead as well. Yeah, Jessica McNamee. The, the, Mike's character have, had a- uh, Had a thing with her, yeah. A thing with her. I mean, we had, our cast was great. Like, I mean, Bill Nunn, you know, God rest his soul, like just came in and like he'd known Dennis Leary for years from the job. And like, and you've got Radio Raheem just coming in and dropping all this knowledge and it's like, yeah, no, 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 kids, just relax. <laughs> and he just, and he would, he did like his, his vocal cadence, how he would like, break up a line. I was like, I never would have thought to do that. And you just killed that joke to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It makes you so funny. And I was like, right. So I, I loved it. Like, you know, you got to watch, got to work with Gene Smart and Loretta Devine. And I was like, you know, these heavy hitters. And I was like, man, I want that job back, but there'll be others. It'll be fine. There'll be other jobs like that. There It'll will be, be other. I mean, that I'm, I'm going through that right now where, uh, this, this job on Goliath, it's, oh, it's yeah. the working environment is so, collaborative that it's like they're they're ruining me because not <laughs> yeah, every, not, not every job like that. is like that it's so true and when you get those jobs i remember talking to mike about it and mm. then when i met you talking to you about it and you guys really loved that gig and i think you were still i think you maybe did, did another another season or you're waiting to hear or whatever we did season it was. two i think when you met us how yeah. many seasons of, of there, there, there are two total when I, when I think i met you when we met between season one and two between one and two. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so anybody who's listening and doesn't know the show, it, it's called Sirens, and it was on USA Network. It was uh, Dennis Leary was, I guess, creator executive and executive yeah. producer, and then Bob Fisher's the guy who wrote Wedding Crashers. Yeah, Bob Fisher wrote Wedding Crashers. Um, and and it's just this. It's it's a really it was a funny show. It's kind of the mundane things that you would get as EMTs, right? Right, you, right, right, right. You get called on these crazy you know, crazy calls they'd have to go on. But then it was about the relationship between the guys. And one guy was kind of a little more innocent than the rest. <laughs> and, then, 
And, and just a, a, a really, uh, you, you guys had such a a bond between the cast. It was it was very evenly played. You one, know, one of our uh, cast members, uh, Josh Cigar, who to this day remains one of the funniest men I know, just started uh, shooting a series for USA where he's the lead now. And we were like, you better get it, man. Because he, he came on as like a guest star and then they made him a season regular season two. And now he's his own show on USA. And I was like, dude, I can't wait. But it's drama. And I was like, y'all are messing out, man, because he's really, really fun. I mean, he's yeah. great his drama. But I'm like, he's really funny, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask you when I first brought it up was, you know, so I, I saw you in a comedy. Yeah. But you also, I'm imagining... From what you did at, at Juilliard, you must do, Man, you know, I, like, I mean, were you originally, would people think of you as like a serious, heavy drama guy? Yes. And then you came out and surprised people with all, your comedy? All in New York. It was like, that's all I did. I did like the Law and Orders and the the, yeah. the Third Watch. And the I, my, my first big guest star was um, was the original Law and Order. And I played a, a basketball player named Chris Cody. And I had to. It was based on the Ray Carruth story about the guy who killed his girlfriend. He would pay child support. Yeah, and I and I have this scene, and it's like I've got a gun in my hand, <laughs> up to my chin, and I'm like crying at like four in the morning, up to, up in Yonkers, and I'm like, okay, and, and I don't know that you don't need to do it when the camera's not on you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and and like the camera up, he's like, he's like, yo man, you could just save that for when we turn around, and you. And I'm like, but I'm I'm like I'm fresh out of drama school. I'm like, oh yeah. no, I got to keep going. Right? I got to yeah, do this, yeah. you know. And then, but luckily by the time the camera got to me, I still had something in the tank. But but I remember I was like I was like, oh, okay. That's what he meant by that. Got it. Got it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You just learn some stuff. Yeah. You, you know. learn. You learn on the job. I mean, you yeah. learn. Uh, yeah. That, all kinds of things like that. Where you get. I mean, I remember going on a Law and Order episode way early on and getting nervous, and it was like when you're just just holding your sides, holding reading, your sides just rehearsing. rehearsing. Like, yeah, camera block. It's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, we're just rehearsing. Now we're going back to the trailer. You just don't know it, and you know. So when you speak to young actors, a lot of times you say, you know, part of the job is is the stuff that you're going to learn on the job. You, you know, Absolutely. you, you want to go train and get your technique. And then there's also things that you're, the way I describe it is like you're, uh, you know, it's like taking an acting class, which is the, the pure form of just all about the acting. Right. And then going and doing an acting class on like a, you know, a, 80 story high rise in New York that they're building and you're just on girders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's great. swinging and yeah, they can yeah, knock you off and you can plummet to your death. Anything, that's anytime. Like that's what it is. That's what it is. There's always something going on that's, that's, you know, could knock you off and, and focus is such a big part of it. You know, focus and, and kind of clearing your own space. Mosley should tell me something that I, I, I love this day. He's always like, no, dude, the acting is free. They pay you for the weight. <laughs> they pay you for the weight. And I'm like, all right. He goes, you've got to be focused while you're waiting. You've got to figure out what it is you need to do because when they're ready to go, don't make them wait for you. <laughs> and I was like, right. Yeah. I was like, right. And just, you know, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, that's dope. Like they pay for the weight. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, what, what are some, you know, this is, this is 10,000 no's. Actually, you know, I want to go back to the, the job that you got, the, the pay, the pay gig that yeah. you got. And when you were in high school. Yeah. How did that come about? Were you just that good that they plucked you? Oh, no. What, it, they, how did that come about? So the Junior Players, which is a really great program in, in Dallas, is still wanting to stay. I went back to speak with them a couple of years ago. They gave me like a little alumni thing. And I was like, oh, it's it's this great program. They they These kids, they introduce you to like, you know, language and text. 
And uh, one of the benefits is you you get to be in the ensemble in one of the main stage shows, and you get to audition for an actual role. And I and I and I and I auditioned for Cornwall, and like, and I just got it. Like yeah. that's, yeah. but I, but I, but it was out of that group. They were like, "Cool, you guys are gonna go do this," and I just because again, yeah. I was seven foot tall, right. <laughs> and you know, it's easy in the first act. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you so, know, they're like, "Sure, fine, fine, fine," but uh, but that's what that's what ended up happening. Yeah, and and now, so I was gonna say with the ten thousand no's, so. Mm-hmm. We've got people listening who, you know, I get emails and texts and, and responses all about people hearing these interviews and they say, you know, thank you, such and such was very, you know, uh, they they talked about something that was vulnerable or where they were down and it helped me get over something oh, wow, that okay. I'm dealing with right now. So if you add, you know, wh- what's like uh, one of the, the nose, like were there, were there any, I'm sure there are tons of them, but, but something where you, you know, you got knocked down in some way, maybe it was a role you were up for, you thought, absolutely, I'm going to get this. And it didn't go your way or, right. it, or, or you got it and didn't, uh, you know, it was a film and the film ended up coming out and not doing what were, what were, were there any that really hit you and how did you pick yourself up or how do you pick yourself up? What is it that you kind of, you know, um, I've, I, I've I've had a couple like I think for me, I mean, I'll give you. I had a there was a movie I got I got cast um, as Josh Hardnett's best friend, um, and it was supposed to be like a three week shoot, and it was with Harrison Ford, and it was Martin Landau, and it was like, and I was and I was really excited to go do it, and uh, Ron Shelton who uh, directed it, and, he, and and I'm. What's the golf movie? Bull Durham. He was directed Bull Durham. Oh, the, ba- the baseball movie. Yeah, yeah the baseball movie. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we can edit that out, right? So, <laughs> so like, Ron, Ron's like, I, I go in, I audition for this thing, and like, it's like, great, I love you. He's wonderful, da da da. And they offer me the job. And I'm so excited. In the like, room. Yeah, in the room. And I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm wow. thrilled about this. I'm like, yay, wow, dope. You know what I mean? I call my manager, my manager's like, yeah, yeah, da 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 da. And like, Six days later, I get a phone call from a manager and saying that um, they decided they want to have an actual rapper for this role. So they're not going to give it to you. And then it was Dre from uh, Outcast got the role. And I was like heartbroken. And then they were like, but Ron really, really, really liked you. So they're going to write something for you. It's one day you're going to come in and you'll be one of the guys in the posse. For this, I was like, "Oh, cool!" So I was like, "Great!" So I got and I got to go, and we shot it on like Halloween, and um, and it was like you know, it was Harrison Ford, Dre from Outkast, and Josh Hartnett, and like uh, this girl, Katie, uh, Kate, what's your last name? I've been hoping she won't listen, but uh, <laughs> we're all in the recording studio, and like, and because I mean, Dre is really talented, but at the time, I think that was like his first acting gig, yeah, and they ended up, they ended up cutting that part down and, it, and his was just that day as well. You know what I mean? Like, and but I, I was like, I was like, all right, but they still paid me for the three weeks. There was going to be, and I was like, I was like, Oh yeah. You know and I, and I, but I, I remember watching Harrison Ford do things that like, I mean, he would ask like which lens they were on and, and, and like, and depending on what it was is how he calibrated his performance. And I was like, Oh, you're OG. I mean, like, it was just like, I mean, Harris Ford was like, no joke. He was like, hey, hey, you know, so I have this medical marijuana. <laughs> I was like, can I get high with Harrison Ford? Wait, I can't tell this story. Don't tell this story. Wait, wait. <laughs> but like, we'll bleep that out. We'll bleep that out. We'll bleep that out. But no, but I mean, it was just, but it was such a like, it was such a great experience for me. And then I thought, oh, it's going to be cool. I'm going to be in this great movie. And it came out and I think it made like $2. <laughs> Nobody really? saw it. It was called uh, Hollywood Homicide. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and it was like, it's one of those things. I was like, okay, but I wasn't 
heavily invested. I mean, you know, I got to do a, a day and as, as, as a, you know, a day plan on this thing. But like, I was like, but yeah. still, it was, it was, it was a disappointment, you know? And I was like, okay, well, you know, but, but I come from a, a family of, of, of faith, you know, and like, and I, you know, and I'm, and it's always about, you know, uh, my mom, my mom, my grandmother, everyone would always tell me like, you know, God hasn't brought you this far to leave you. And I'm like, right. <laughs> so whenever I get down or something like that, or I feel like something isn't right, another, you know, corny cheesy saying, but it, it, it gets me through. It said like, in this moment, you have everything you need. And life is just a series of moments. And it's like, whatever you can do to remember that in this moment, the moment you're in right now, you got everything you need. And when you don't, you know, you, you probably not here no more, you know, but yeah. like, you, and, I, yeah. and I was like, I was like, right. So I've been trying to like really hone in on that. Like I was up for a gig. I went in and auditioned for this thing. It's a new Showtime show. And it was a comedy part. I knew some of the actors on it. And I was really excited about it. And, uh, and they were like, great. They're getting network approval for you. They really love you. However, they did make an offer to someone. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. if he turns it down, it's yours. And I was like, so I literally got the phone call. It's between you and the guy who's going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, okay, well, there we go. It's, yeah. You know, so I'm sitting there. And, but like, you know, you, you're like, you realize that it's, there is no finish line. It's just, it's just about the journey. You know what I mean? Like in what you learn in, in, in drama school about, it's about process. When you try to like figure out this end result of what it's going to be, da, 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 it's always flat, doesn't work, but it's just the journey. Like, well, let me figure out what's going to be next. You know, and like, and I'm, I'll, I will sit here and fortunately in this moment, I got everything I need. Got my Christmas tree, got groceries, got gas, you know, yeah. got, got liquor over there. It's all good. It's, yeah. it's all good. So I'm just going to see what the next thing is. Yeah. Yeah, and what yeah. and what other things? Uh, you know, when I came over before, you have something. You're learning Italian. You're learning. <laughs> you're learning the piano. Right, right, right. So you know, uh, I got to I got to hang out with you when we were in New Orleans. We were on location. You came down to visit Mike, and we hung out. And you're, you know, a lot of fun to go out with. And and you're what what other interests? Because to me, you seem like. Uh, You've got a lot of interest just outside of acting itself. That took me a long time to get, and I because I realized, and that's something that Bigley, uh, Kevin Bigley, told me on set. He goes, he goes, no nah, man, you got to get a hobby. <laughs> it's like you yeah. got to get a hobby because you, you don't feel like go you crazy. Were, did you feel like I, you were too? I was so obsessed with like if I didn't, uh, my well being of how I felt all depended upon if I was working and and, and you know and if I was making money or whatever that you know. But it was yeah. like. If I wasn't working, then I was depressed. And if I wasn't, and like, you know, and I remember that affected me in my personal relationships. That it affected me because I was like, so always, I I had gotten caught in this thing of like, oh, well, so-and-so got out of school and they did, you know, this, the Star Wars franchise where they did, the, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, and, and you can't compare yourself to someone else on what their journey is. Yeah. You know, and I, and I realized that like, I had to like figure out how to make my life more interesting for me. Like, cause they were, you're a better storyteller. You're a better listener. You're a better, just all around guy, you know, like, you know, and I just, and that, that took me a, a while to get. And I was like, oh, I really have to like fill these hours in the day because you'll go crazy. Yeah. You'll go, you'll I just- think, I think, uh, I would, I would agree with that for myself and a lot of actors that I know, a lot of guys that I've known, you know, for the long haul of, mm-hmm. you know, 20 something years of doing this, I've, I've seen the progression of. As we've gotten older, the work gets better because yeah. we've let go of expectations yeah. of what a career is or what the work is or where 
You where should the be work at a certain. Fit, well, also just like where the work fits into your life, as opposed to, you know, in your early twenties when you are, are yeah. you know, an aspiring actor, yeah. and you're it's it's everything. And then as you get older, and I know for my kids, I know you don't have kids, mm-hmm. but uh, for me, it's like having kids. All of a sudden, your Change focus your is there. Yeah, yeah and and it actually. It, it, I think it does help the work. Yeah, no, it it, it, it deepens you. I think like you yeah. suddenly you're like, oh right, I'm more than just this or whatever yeah. is happening in the crazy industry. It's I mean, just I, life experience. It's just life experience. Yeah. You know, and you're like you're like, oh right, okay, you know. Um, but it's it's been cool. I, I you know I, uh, <laughs> it's funny because I, I I kind of, I mean, I've always really been interested in politics and uh, and that's kind of where I had thrown my energy and I was like you know I'll go volunteer, I'll go canvas, I'll go do all this stuff and then. With uh, how contentious, you know, <laughs> politics are now, I'm like, oh, I can't do that either. That's going to stress me the fuck out. <laughs> like, I don't like, you know, but you want to you want to keep abreast of what's going on of like, you know, yeah. well, well, which rights are being threatened to be stripped away from us now? <laughs> or, or what can we do? Like, you know, it's yeah. like, is Puerto Rico still <laughs> still without power, still without water? <laughs> Why is that? Aren't they U.S. citizens? What's happening? But, you know, I, I'm trying to like. Yeah. Separate from that a little bit too. But. Well, have you, have you, uh, gotten involved with, uh, activism and, and, you know, I, 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 that's actually something that I was thinking, I was like, I have all this time and I should go volunteer. Like there's a couple of yeah. soup kitchens down the, down the way that I thought I could, I could go do. I've really just been giving money. Like I, I you know, I, yeah. I was like, I gave money to the ACLU, I gave money to the Red Cross, I gave money and I was like, I, that's kind of all I can, that, it's not all I can do. It's all I, I have been doing now. Yeah. But I want to do more. And did, and did you find, um, in Texas, was there a wh- what was the the difference between like Texas, say, and New York with race? I mean, you're you know, oh well. I mean, I was in pretty like when I in Houston, I was in a pretty predominantly like it was, I was mostly all black neighborhoods, yeah. like just kind of where where I grew up. And then when I moved to Irving, it was a very affluent white neighborhood, like in Los Angeles. And so like, I kind of got like the mix of both. So when I got to New York, it was just like, oh, cool, melting pot. <laughs> it was like everybody from everywhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, which, which was which was great for me. And I think that like, and then the move really helped me to kind of like figure out how, where, where everything was, you know what I mean? Like every yeah. one spot. And I, I learned something else as I got older. Just because you can be friends with everybody doesn't mean you should be friends with everybody. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, you that friend. Oh, no, we can't hang out with you, man. You're going you're gonna to fuck up my walk with Jesus. I got to be over here, you know, it's just something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so and so your your uh, faith you're talking about, with the, were you uh, raised Christian? Yeah, I was raised in a uh, Baptist church. Baptist um, church. Yeah, you know, and like, and I have a, I, I have a lot of conflicting issues with, uh, with, uh, I guess organized religion and with uh, a lot of the things that can be taught in the Christian church. Yeah. Um, but my foundation is, uh, is there. And that's, that's kind of like, that's what shaped me. In Your rock. That, that's that's my rock. That's, that's my rock. You know, and I, and I, uh, I, I think that God appears to you in whatever form you need him to for you. Yeah. And that's something that I've kind of like, gather for myself and my own spirituality. It's like, and I, and I, I'm not one of those, a lot of people in Texas is like, well, no, either you believe in Jesus and you believe in this or you're going to hell. And that's not where I stand. Yeah. Like, I don't think that someone born on the side of the globe is, is, is going to miss God's love because they don't know God the way that, that I was taught to, to know God. Yeah. I feel like 
God appears to you the way he needs to, if it's Buddha or if it's, you know, whatever. It, I think that's God, the divine, the, the universe. I think it's all God. The connection between us, the love, that's all God. And I think that, like, what you can do to, like, celebrate it and praise it. And I just, I just know that, like, he keeps me. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's one of the things with, uh, I think, with storytelling, as yeah. to do this as living, one of the, one of the great parts of uh, of being a part of this profession and this kind of band of brothers, is uh, brothers and sisters, I guess, is um, this collective coming together. You know, you go to no. a, you go to a movie the dark theater, movie theater, and you yeah. sit down and you listen. Tell me a story, and like we have these experiences. I mean, I, and like that's a spiritual experience for me. Like I, I love it. Like there's a I, I like in, in live theater, which you know I came from. That's my background. Like I, when you are when you've rehearsed a show that much, and you just and you get to go out, and you've done all this work, and you get to go out, and the curtain goes up, and you just get to be that guy, like uninterrupted for you know two hours, an hour, like there. And and if you can really, and I think you're always chasing that high or that hit or whatever that is. But like when you find that space, it's so beautiful and so like exhilarating. I think, and I yeah. kind of think that what what got me hooked. With that, so I was going to ask you what what was it initially that drew you to it? Even even before that, you're saying like once you oh, did oh, it. Oh yeah, what, yeah. What was it that that in you? Oh, purely. Like, though, it was purely like I I wanted to uh, wanted attention. Yeah, I wanted attention. I was like, you want the stranger's love? I wanted the adulation. I love it. Oh, I did this and you liked it. and You applied it. Oh, well, let me do something else. You know, like it's it's. I think that's there was an, a part of me that just wanted to be the center of attention or wanted to be like, yeah, accepted. Yeah, exactly. And, and, yeah. you know, and, and, and I've grown since then and that's still a part of me, <laughs> but like, yeah. but you know that, but I, that's basically that. It was just like, I was like, Oh, I, cause I, I grew up in the time, you know, it was like Eddie Murphy doing raw. And I was like, you know, I was like, Oh, I want to do that. <laughs> I want, yeah. you know, and that's kind of what it was like. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting how, how the relationship to, to it all changes. But yeah, on some level, I feel like a lot of, Actors that I know, uh, you know, in in some way, shape, or form, you know, we felt like outsiders in some yeah. way. And some 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 kind of way. it's more glaring than in others. But uh, there there's kind of this. Um, it, it, it seems like a lot of actors that I know they moved around a lot as yeah. kids, and they always had to, you know, they always had to work to get new friends in in different school districts and uh, no, you know, I mean, that kind of thing. I was the six foot five black gay guy in Texas who didn't play football, so I had to find something else to do. You know, that was it. Yeah, that was on. But I know. Now I could take this out. You said, uh, yeah. hold on one second. Um, but I appreciate you looking out for me. Yeah. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. We well, had a little technical difficulty, but we're back now, y'all. We're back. We're back. We're back. Um, so, so you know, it, what about writing? Any any uh, interest in it? Uh, there is a little. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested to learn how to get talented. <laughs> I'm interested to learn how one does that. Like, I, I, I went and saw this movie uh, called Low Life that my friend Nicky Michaud's in. It's great. It's coming out. They, they, I think they got a deal. It'll be out. Uh, I think she said January, February, but it's like this Quentin Tarantino-esque film that they made a bunch of friends just got together and wrote this thing. And like they, you know, they shot 12 days and they got up. I was like, oh, so you could really just write something in like, and I, and I feel like I have all the resources around me. I, I've got talented actors I know. I've got people with actual equipment. I've got like, you know, yeah. great DPs that I know. And I'm like, oh, I just need a script. <laughs> I just yeah. need to sit down and like write something. So I've got a bunch of screenplay books over there that, you know, I've had for a while that I'm kind of like, I was like, oh, let me really crack into it and like see. 
And again, something to fill the day other than just waiting for my phone to ring to find out if I got this audition or right, not. Right. Even though we're approaching policies and that's all I'm going to be doing. <laughs> it's like yeah. trying yeah. to get that next, you know, job that puts you, yeah. you know. But, but even just, yeah, having that, that creative juice flowing and yes. not, not requiring someone else to hire you to... No, 100%. Kind of share your gift or hone your craft or... I did a play last year uh, and it was called Rules of Seconds. And like, and it was... Um, out here in LA? Out here in LA, uh, at LA Theater Center. And and I remember when the playwright, John Polano, who was a writer, um, he wrote the movie Stronger, the Jake Gyllenhaal thing and yeah. bunch, a, bunch, a bunch of shit, but like he's a really successful writer. And he was like, hey, we're doing this play, da, da, da. And I was like, John, that's the middle of pilot season. And he goes, no, 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 I know, I know, I know. You know, Amy Brenneman, she's going to be in it. And like her people were saying the same thing. It's fine. We'll work it out. You know, it's going to be shot here. And I was like, but John, it's the middle of pilot season. He goes, no, 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 we got it. We got it. So we do this play. And like I'm rehearsing and like it's 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 great and I all these pilots come in and you know and I, I'm gonna go audition for them. I was like, yeah, I, I just so people are listening who are not in this business, pilot season is is a in the typically January to March or April where uh, pilot shows for you know new potential shows that are going to be on the air are being cast. So you know you're potentially going to be on some new hit show that could hit. So they could go ahead and go. Well, I tested for three pilots while I was doing this play, and it was because. I was focused on the play that yeah. it was kind of like so easy. I was like, oh, sure, great. I'm doing this. What am I doing? Da, da, da. And then I booked a pilot. And I was like, cool. And it's shot in New York. And it was like going to be the CBS crime thing. And it, I was, I love the script and I love the, the role. And I was like, cool, let's, let's go do this. Um, unfortunately, uh, we went into tech on like Friday. I had to be in New York on Thursday. <laughs> So wow. and and like and our, our and our opening the the play opened like the next week. Did and they like, have to get an understudy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, one, luckily, one of my great friends, Demo Malik, came in and saved my ass, and he took it over into the thing. But I was just like, this is why you don't do a play in pilot season. But However, know, I might not have gotten the pilot right, had yeah. I not been doing play. I mean, that's the you know that's, that's, that's the, the joke in my yeah. family is you know if if I need work, just book a trip that I really want to yes, go. Yes, exactly. Book a vacation that you really want to go on. You're bound to get work. It's yeah. just the way it, it seems to work out. Yeah, that's but right. but that's. You know, that's one of those things. Um, I interviewed uh, a friend of mine who's a golf pro, and it was kind of the same thing there where he was talking about, um, you know, if you, when you're on the golf course, he said earlier on in his career that his wife, I didn't know this, his wife caddied for him sometimes. Oh, and wow. he said, this is like way earlier. I mean, I know them, I've never heard this story before, but he said, he played really well because she kind of kept his mind off of golf in right. between shots. It's kind of the same thing. If you're not it's thinking a, it's about it. It's a mental thing where you go in, you're not putting a lot of emphasis on it, and you're loose. And you're also, you're, you're, you're working that muscle out every day. You're rehearsing. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, you're telling you make stories. Choices. You got to do go, this thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, so it's, it's an interesting thing of, of, you know, how much you want to be focused on it, how much you don't want to be focused. You want to have, we were talking before about hobbies and interests yeah. and you playing the piano or speaking Italian. Chess. You know, chess. I'm a big chess player. I love. Are you really? Do you play? I, I did when I was uh, in high school. We had like a little period where we were kind of into it for a while. Okay, okay. And then I've had little stints throughout my life where we played, but I haven't, you know, I don't know when the last time I played. Right, we'll find it. We'll, we'll, we'll I'm play sure you'll crush me if, you're, Probably. if you 
play all the time. <laughs> I don't look, look, like board set up on the table. No, no, I never play. Oh, I never this. play. <laughs> oh, I'm not playing with you for money. Definitely not. Definitely like, not. No, no, money. no, no. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so uh, what else before we, we close no, no, out? No, let, no. Me, let me ask you, what would you, um, you know, if you had advice for, um, this is something that I, I get asked all the time and I've kind of, I came up against myself with something. When young people come up to me and they ask me about acting, yeah, I used to be very, you know, like, you got to do it. You got to follow that dream and all that. And then I went through a period where I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the guy who goes like, hey, if you could do something else. Do it. Go do it because it's, it's tough at times. That was the advice that I was given. And you, yeah, yeah. And I figure if they really want to do it, they'll do it. And I said this to someone actually on this show. And she came from a tougher background than I did. And she said, no. She's like, if I didn't have someone who said, yeah, follow it, right. I never, would have. you know, I don't know that I would have had the wherewithal to do it. And she was like, thank God that I that I did. And I thought, huh, okay. So, I mean, I guess there's a, you know, a, kind of a tough love and also support. What would you say to someone? I mean, I I, I, I still follow that school of like, you know, Follow your dreams and 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 follow your bliss. Like whatever makes whatever brings you happiness, and you think you can you can do and, and get the happy because that's what we're all looking for. Happiness meaning to be understood, to be heard, to be listened to. It's all we want, you know. No matter what your profession is, but if you can find something that that does that for you, do it. And if it's acting, go for it. And but know that it's it's going to be a hard journey. Like no matter where, you, even if you you start and you get like the three picture deal or you get the, it's going there, there are pitfalls and there are downsides and things you don't realize, you know, high class problems are still problems. <laughs> you know, people just like you, you get like more money, more problems. That's a true thing. It's like, but you just, you follow your, I, my advice would be to follow your dreams. But like, if you can do something else, like if this is just like a, a passing hobby for you, you know what I mean? I, I just happen to respect the craft of acting and the whole idea of it so much more. Like I, I'd never, I'd be like, well, man, I'd say go do something else, but if this is something that you're just driven and you want to go do this, then like, you know, follow it. Like, yeah. you know, go see plays, go see movies, go to film school, go to fucking acting school, go like, you know, do the thing, do the, the, the 10,000 no's, do the 10,000 hours you need in order to like practice and like become the thing you want to be. It's what, what I would tell people. But yeah. I'm always like, you know, get a class, <laughs> go, go to school, like find, get a scene study, get an on-camera course, do whatever you can and like, Keep your tools ready. And, you know, go visit sets. See if this is something you even want to do. Some people were like, this is not glamorous at all. You just sit around all day? Yeah. <laughs> and you look, you get, you, you act for five minutes, you do it over and over and over again? Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's that's what it is. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You know, um, and, uh, yeah. It's the the reality of it is is different than what the idea perception of it is. is. Yeah. And in some ways, I think a lot cooler and in some ways a lot tougher. Yeah. It just depends how, you know, how you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Listen, is there anywhere that people can follow you or any upcoming projects where people can look oh, yeah. for you? Um, well, let's see. I, I'm a pretty big social media guy. I used to do a lot of jokes and, and you know, check out my friend on so-and-so on Twitter, but now I'm all politics. So if you want that, <laughs> Kevin D. Daniels at Twitter. Uh, but then I do a bunch of fun pictures on Instagram, which is Kevin Daniels 27 is my Instagram handle. And you can reach me or reach out or, and I'm pretty good at answering people on those platforms. Um, you said something about a film coming out that, you Oh, know. there are, well, I, I, I don't have any information there. I guess you could look for, well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that it's a, it's a go. So, but, okay. um, I did this Dan Harmon, um, pilot 
uh, called Art Prison, which will be on uh, Adult Swim, but oh, cool. we don't know if it's going, so I, I should. You're still waiting to hear. Yeah. yeah. All right. But I, but they are, they're, they're in no rush, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool. Hence the piano. And yeah, the exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Chalkboard. I was like, should I start drawing? What should I do today? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, I'm just, you know, sitting around. But I, I will, I'm shooting a couple episodes of Modern Family, which I guess will be- Oh, you're um, going back to Modern Family. Yeah, I'm going back to Modern Family. Um, and- then uh, that's that's about it. I'm just, just seeing what's next. Great. What's next? Great. Well, Dude, this was so much fun. Thank you, man. There, thank you for uh, opening up and talking. I appreciate it. Love it. Love it. Right. Damn. Kevin Daniels, guys. Do you like a sign-off, like a little song? You do something? No, do but it. you could sing one if you want. Oh, I, 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 I got to tell you a quick like, last little quick story. So I was on set. I love to sing. That's kind of what I do to uh, to get the nerves off and like relax. I can do it hard singing and just sing out. And I'm shooting this little short with a friend of mine, um, Tracy Toms, brilliant actress, and her friend Tom Barry, brilliant actor. And I was like, you know, uh, what was I singing? Um, it was, it was a, a change is gonna come, and it was like, you know, I was born on a river, and I'm singing, I'm singing, I'm like getting it. And Tom turns to me and he goes, "Oh my God, Kevin, you never told me you couldn't sing." <laughs> and I was like, right, I, I don't, I don't sing very well, do I at all? But that's, that's it. So. I thought it sounded good. Uh, Kevin Daniels, thank you very much. Everybody go check him out on Twitter and Instagram. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to 10,000 No's. If you haven't subscribed to us yet, please do. So each week's episode is automatically downloaded to your computer or phone. And if you like what you heard, please help us get the word out by sharing it with your friends and family. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Thanks.